Salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. The NFL Draft is but days away. And I can't think of any better reason to be on the mic right now other than pure elation for the opportunity to discuss more about the NFL Draft as it is proceeding. The time will come where I will get the chance to talk more about the draft and I will talk more about the, I don't know, the responses from the draft, especially from the first round. It, it seems to be the most paramount round there is when you're talking about the first round. And, and whether it's, it's only because you're trying to better the team, it's probably a better question of, Who's making trades? Who's trading for picks? So so on and so forth. But that's all fun. Even if you don't care as to what they do, how they trade, you just want the best player for your team. The draft will be taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada, home of the of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I saw how things are set up there. It is luminous. It is electrifying. It looks like a lot of fun. If anything else, you can sit back. You can, I guess, take in the sights. You can go gamble, shoot craps, bet on who's going to be the number one pick overall. And I think there lies my point to this episode. This particular episode centers around the NFL draft, but more so around my mock draft. I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I don't think I have the answers. I probably did a better job last year than I did this year. But I want to believe for the first time in draft history that I can recall, we're not going to see two quarterbacks go back to back, number one, number two overall. We're going to see three defensive linemen go back to back to back in this draft. Um, the, the commission is calling it. Let me tell you something. If there's one thing I've told you before, I don't give you fluff. Now, I don't have anything to go on. I don't have facts in front of me. I'm not a journalist. I don't talk to people out there in New York or California that give me info. A lot of this is coming straight off the dome, which is why I love this podcast. Because a lot of what I've been giving you has been straight off of the dome. Jacksonville, Detroit, and Houston pick number one, two, three overall in the draft. And I have to believe, if I had to bet what was in my wallet right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Jordan Davis from Georgia, or they'll select Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Why? Because that team, the University of Georgia, outside of winning a championship, showed that they have the best talented people, players, on that team this past season in the, the SEC. All due respect to Alabama. For what we saw in Georgia this past year, there's a lot of people coming out from that historical championship run. They went through the combine. They went through pro day. Nobody's been complaining about these guys. So thus, I got to believe if Jordan Davis is at number one overall, the Trayvon Walker should be number one overall for practically the same reasons. Tall, long, big, fast, the lateral movement. I mean, 
these guys are electrifying. These guys are amazing to watch. If you, if anybody saw the championship, not the SEC championship, if anyone saw the BCS championship between Alabama and Georgia, you are, I don't know, I guess as, as a fan, whether you're shocked, stunned, excited, it's just the fact that you saw something different in this team, the University of Georgia Bulldogs. You saw something special with this team. And so I think with the first pick overall, Jacksonville, if they had any sense in the world, if there's a GM in that office that had any clear idea as to what to do on Thursday with the first pick overall, it would have to be one of those two guys. With all due respect to Aiden Hutchinson, he is just not that guy that you want number one overall for a franchise that's been struggling for several years. They have to make a move. This is the second time, perhaps the third time in a row that they're selecting number one overall. And I don't think that this pick that they're going to select is going to do any better than the pick they had number one overall last year in Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor will probably get better. If there's one thing we'll say about Jacksonville is that they do have their franchise quarterback now. But I'm not going to sit behind his mic and tell you that he is going to be the future of the NFL. I'm not going to see and tell you that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy to be all guys in the NFL in a few years when you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars because they've been known to squander to somehow ruin people's careers not to say that the teams have it but with Jacksonville there's a reason why they're number one overall again there's a reason for this I'm not making this up and I don't care what they said about the Jets and how they get rid of all their number one picks or they've traded, released in a month. It's still the fact bad business still prevails in a lot of systems. Bad business is bad business. The NFL is known to have teams that operate around bad business, men or women. And Jacksonville is no different. The Detroit Lions are probably a notch or two away from being another bad business. And so these draft picks are huge. They're big. And for what it is, it is important that they get this right. Aiden Hutchinson should be going to the Detroit Lions. Should be. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they are going to select Aiden Hutchinson. But, I mean, if you want to somehow represent Detroit in the best way, considering the fact that Aiden Hutchinson was supposed to be the number one overall player and may still be the number one overall player to be picked in the NFL draft, it's still the fact that Detroit would welcome this man with open arms because he's from Michigan. 6'6", 260, just makes a great deal of sense. Long arms, long body, agile, kind of reminds kind of remind you of a Joey and Nick Bosa. Kind of, not saying that this guy is Joey and Nick Bosa. Kind of reminds you of that. It would be a great fit in Detroit, just makes sense to me that a Michigan man would go to Detroit number two overall. And so I would think that's what's going to happen to him. And so with Houston and head coach Lovey Smith, shout out to Lovey Smith, it's no different there either. Kayvon Thibodeau makes all the sense in the world. Now, even if, even if Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't get selected by Houston, then we're still talking about the same guys, Jordan Davis, 
and Trayvon Walker. So we're talking about defense throughout the maybe the first four or five picks. I mean, even for the Giants, they may go defense with the number five pick overall, but it just would make a great deal of sense. The defense prevails in the NFL. Defense still wins championships. These teams need defensive players, that elite players, to go out there and win games for them. Outside of what the Giants need on offense, they still need to improve their defense. So, I I mean, I say all that to say this. I don't know what's going to happen on Thursday, nor do I know what's going to happen throughout the weekend. It's just the fact that for what we see in these teams, the commission knows that these players will pretty much electrify their team once selected by those teams given that they will pull the trigger and select these guys in the first round. One thing's for sure for me, there won't be any quarterbacks outside of Kenny Pickett being selected in the first round. Any more than Kenny Pickett in the first round would be a surprise to me. There will be no running backs selected in the first round because I think for running backs, they come a dime a dozen. And then the second round is when you see a lot of them jump off the page. I don't have any running backs going in the first round of my mock draft. But that's in large part because we understand what these teams really need. So hopefully, hopefully, they do what's right. They are knowledgeable enough to know that with this draft, they cannot make flaws. They cannot make mistakes. They cannot take chances on people that they're not sure of. Because if they do, then they stand a chance of losing their job. But if there's one thing the commission doesn't like, and I'm going to say this, and perhaps I'll wrap this up quick. I don't plan on spending so much time in the mic talking about the draft now. I hear a lot of people say that if you think like the fans, you sit with the fans. That is bogus. Give me a break, people. So you mean to tell me that the people that you've hired in the NFL and the NBA has more knowledge, has more common sense, has more of a basketball or football acumen to know what to do in the draft to better their teams? Please stop. I have to uh, I have to believe I have to try to believe and understand that even if I was hired. To be a part of any team, be it in football or basketball, I'm researching everything like the next person is and debating if that person that I'm looking over, I'm doing research on, I'm doing my homework on, is still somebody that you want to hire in the first round for that team for all the same reasons. We would know why a team like Atlanta would go after a quarterback in the first round overall. We would know why. But do you have to be somebody, you have to be an executive to understand why that move was made, why they would do such a thing? Please. Fans get it too. It's just fact. It's just the fact that if you start to stoop or find yourself dropping to the level of a fan, what that implies is that anybody can do the job in the NFL and anybody can do the job in the NBA. And this is where the commission tells you you're absolutely right. Because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that for what I'm going to see on Thursday or Friday is not something that somebody else sitting at home is not 
looking through, I don't know, looking through whatever magazines or newspaper clippings or whatever articles they may find online to determine if the players that we're all looking at is suitable for the team that they will be selected on. I still think Kenny Pickett is going to end up going to the Atlanta Falcons because anybody within the top 10 would know that of those teams, Atlanta needs the quarterback the most. Carolina still has Sam Darnold. They still invested money in Sam Darnold. They have to eat that. I can't see them being in a position, but maybe they will, but I can't see them being in a position where they would backtrack and then give several million to a Kenny Pickett. And, and, and there's no telling that Kenny Pickett going to Carolina is the best fit for them at six overall, depending on how many picks they have. So there is some nods behind what other people are, are executives are doing to try to better their teams in preparation for the draft. But how is that any different from me or from anybody else listening to the sound of my voice that is not doing the same thing for the better of their team? It's just what it is, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL draft is highly unpredictable. And people say, well, it's the question of the next best available. No, it's not about just the next best available. If the next best available just happened to be a receiver and I just drafted a ton of receivers or just maybe two receivers, that's not the best available for me. So anybody with half a brain would be able to understand that much, but have enough knowledge to know what to do in those situations. And that there goes my point. The draft is just that. Mock drafts are a lot of fun. I did mine. Those that want to read up on or listen to it again, just go through my episodes. You'll find it there. But it's still the whole point that when Thursday starts, the fun comes of what these teams decide to do, especially if your best team, your favorite team, is up on the clock and has an opportunity to grab the next best person available to that team. Then you have to ask the question, did they do what's right for the better of that team long term? Because even if a fan is thinking that, I'm pretty sure an executive on that team is thinking the exact same thing. So says the commission. You have been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. Nothing fancy here today. I'm not going to go on a tangent. I'm not going to sit here and drown out my uh, draft woes with you guys. I'm not going to sit here and, and bore you to the point where you're falling asleep. I want you guys alert. I want you guys ready to be uh, electrified and, 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 and excited for what the NFL draft, especially the first round, will endure. Second round, to me, is always my best favorite. The, the, the second round is my favorite time of the draft. Because I think we know what the first round is going to look like with a lot of these elite specimens. It's pretty much the second round that gives you more of an indication of what these teams will need. So if you are a fan of football, which I would think most of you are listening to the sound of my voice, you are preparing for this time and you're getting ready to watch this draft and what your team is going to do. But keep in mind that maybe your team may make one of those bonehead decisions that will have you guessing why. Why in God's name did you decide to do that? So says the commission. You've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I will talk more about round one when the time comes. I want everybody to enjoy the draft. I want everybody to have fun. Do what you got to do. Go where you need to go to. Enjoy yourselves. 
we will talk more about round one when the time comes. I leave it with that. I like to say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Enjoy the NFL draft. And I'm out.